Nolan, what does it take to, to switch coaches? Hey, Nolan, I got one question for you. You got to work on that audio, Jesse, because we can't hear a damn word you're saying. No, right now, I'm cutting out your final question. <laughs> I never I never put in a final question. It is awful. Yeah. Hey, you sound like Stephen Hawking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I got our... I got our intro clip. <laughs> that, that is intro right there. <laughs> Hello, country clubbers, weekend warriors, and mini putt champions. It's your six self-proclaimed favorite golf hacks, and this is the What's For Breakfast Club podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of What's For Breakfast Club, the podcast. Um, before we get too into it, we got we got something huge. For those of you that checked out our Instagram. Big at, news. At, huge news. If you checked out our huge Instagram this definitely. past week, at Breakfast Club Golf, you will see the post from our Dream 18 where a scorecard with all of our names on it um, was posted. And there was one name at the bottom that some may not recognize, and it was Ross. So we're going to introduce our newest member to the Breakfast Club, our seventh. Um, Ross, welcome, welcome to Breakfast Club. Welcome to the podcast. Let's start, let's start the round of applause. Come on, where's the round of applause, gentlemen? Welcome, there Ross. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, for 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 the uh, audio listeners, Daryl just presented through Zoom chat uh, Ross with his official Breakfast Club hat, which I mean, you can't. I still be a haven't seen it, it yet. It was just there. Oh, but like physically in real life, I haven't seen it yet. Well, like I know it's real, but when you, oh, there it is. When oh, you get to God. town tomorrow, I'll let you touch it. Ooh. I'm in town right now. I'm like, I'm just, I'm, I'm like a couple kilometers away, man. <laughs> Ross, I got a tea time run. on Monday. You want to play? It's members only, you jackass. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. We'll just take, yeah. Just take Jesse's bag tag. It's fine. Deal. I'll do what I can. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. could if you want. I don't care. Go ahead. <laughs> all right so yeah um i think i've actually been mentioned once in this podcast before bryce lovingly threw me under the bus in the first episode i believe would we cut um, you up over yeah he definitely no, did he, he yeah he, did. he revealed he revealed that i had been invited to attend the whirlpool tournament yes. oh Dave, yes Dave, uh, had <laughs> not been and neither of us were yet members of the breakfast club so that yep. uh bryce has already stained my character before i've been even introduced to this podcast so well, it wasn't your fault you were invited i mean it's it's great that you accepted the invitation i i'd love to know how that felt like. <laughs> dave, dave i'm glad you asked because that was the single most like amazing day of my life that was probably the best time i've ever had just because you got to play with us yeah hey just because yeah, you got obviously. to play with us right there was that there was uh transfusions i had my first transfusion that day that was also good those were good those that day it was very prestigious to play at the breakfast club yeah definitely so um so yeah um so yeah i don't know like pretty like conventional foray into golf for me like i golfed a lot when i was a kid did a lot of summer camps and slowly tapered off as i got to like high school and university so it's really only been the last few years i've been picking it up 
Um, but uh, thanks to Kyle, I got a new set of irons. I bought his old clubs and I think I'm wearing his old shoes too. So like I'm basically the hand-me-down of Kyle for all things golf, which is great. I think so the group, I think most of the club is, is. yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have Kyle's old driver. <laughs> Except yeah, the two like, lefties. Mm-hmm. Like God, like and it me. would not surprise me. Kyle's gonna own. Kyle's gonna own a golf warehouse when he's older, for sure. Plan on it. He's gonna run. <laughs> gonna run secondhand golf out of his dad's storage unit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the back door. His second business. Yeah. yeah. How much is this um, driver worth? Yeah, about forty nine ninety nine. I only threw it four or five times. <laughs> <laughs> That's the putter. Sir, how come, the this, how, come, how come the shaft of this wedge is bent? Well, you see, it was a long day out at the links, and I wrapped my putter off my bag. Yeah. I missed yet another four-footer. And you know what I say to him? I say, you have a magical day, sir. <laughs> have a magical day. Uh, well, welcome, Ross. Uh, yeah, yeah welcome. Thank you, thank you, fellas. It's good yeah. to have you. No, it's, a fantastic addition. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, it's an honor to be aboard. Thanks, fellas. Mm-hmm. We're one short of two foursomes, so yeah. we'll have to work on that. Well, who knows? You yeah. might have like 20, 20 people next week. Who knows, right? Like I'm number seven. We're, hey, we're taking applications. It took yeah. us yeah. yeah. It took us eighteen months to get to seven. So let's let's curb the enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, resumes are flowing in. Yeah. Very tedious process. Yeah. yeah, one every 24 months. We're really rocking. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Ross, welcome to the podcast. I mean, um, welcome to the group. Yeah. Welcome to the welcome greatest to group. The group. Yeah. It's an honor, gentlemen. Thank you. Bryce is Thank getting you. excited over there. Yeah. I don't think you know what kind yeah. of honor it is. It really, it, it's, it's, it's pretty most, prestigious. Yes. Most fellas, I group. know, I know just how exclusive this club is. Yeah. And there's, uh, there's winning you know. the green jacket. There's winning the Claret Cup or whatever it's called. Claret jug. Oh my cup. God, the Claret Jug! What the hell is wrong with you? It's just like DT. But- it's like DT butchering amateur. 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 Yeah. Okay. Oh my God. So for this episode, we've got a couple things going on. Um, first, breaking news uh, this week: um, golf courses finally opening up. We're going to talk the match coming up on uh, Sunday. By the time this episode comes out, it'll actually have already been over. And then finally, we're going to bring on um, our second guest, one of Canada's top junior golfers, um, Nolan Piazza. Great kid. Pretty funny. Stay tuned for that one. But uh, before we get too far, courses are opening. Um, So the Ontario government said, what was it, Thursday, that courses could open around some ridiculous stipulations, but nonetheless, here we go. I think everybody in the group's got a tea time for Saturday morning. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. Oh, do. Unofficial start to the breakfast club season. Um, we're not matching cards this week, but uh, nonetheless, warm up. Here we go. So, other than that, what'd you guys get up to this week? Well, I uh, pulled my clubs out, dusted them off, washed them in the kitchen sink. I... Uh, I got the soap out, clean my shoes, and I've picked out three outfits for Saturday's round. You plan on getting that wet? No, I just don't know what I'm going to be feeling morning mm. of, so I want options. You've got to have options. Mm-hmm. Options. And uh, all my socks match, match my shoes. That's good. Hey, nice. let everybody know your pro tip. What would you clean your shoes with? Uh, dish soap. No. 
Scrubbing bubbles. That's right. Scrubbing bubbles. Scrubbing Come bubbles. on. Is that, that the down. trick? I thought it was your trick. You're the one who told us about it. Oh. Well, or... show, show so much I know. <laughs> how long, how long do we... The, it's, the closest, it's the closest cleaner that is available to me. So if it's dish soap, it's dish soap. Okay. Spray nine, well, spray nine. For, for those listening, scrubbing, scrubbing bubbles, bubbles sit on the... Uh, 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh. I, I have no idea. Or magic eraser. Yeah, yeah, or both. Yeah. E. Yeah. What's the over-under tomorrow for all of us shooting? Oh. 75. Good question. 75. Over. <laughs> 75. That's the limit you're going. I would have gone, I would have gone like 78. And so I, just, there. I say 75 and I'm going over it. <laughs> because it's not nope. much of a bet. No, what are yeah. the odds on that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no they're the they're in my favor, money. Dave. They're in my favor, Dave. <laughs> Who the hell is going to put that bet on? Bryce is shooting over 72 and under 100. <laughs> I'll take that. I don't know about a, under 100. <laughs> so, wait, like, let's talk about that because, I mean, cups are going to be raised. I mean, bunkers are going to be in rough shape. I mean, there's going to be some things going on that could uh, inflate a score. Well, bunkers are ground under repair, right? So, that's good. They are for, are they for you guys? Because they're not for us. For us, yeah. Yeah, they're ground into repair for us. We're yeah. lift clean in place um, too. They yeah. said it's uh, you can play it as ground under repair, but you don't have to. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. Because to be honest, I'd rather out of the bunker for like in terms of fairness of the game, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, just skill level, I would rather play out of the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen then, me chip off grass, yeah, that's yeah. Stay, stay in the yeah. bunker, Dave. Stay in the bunker. <laughs> stay in the bunker. But and then uh, what are cups going to look like? Are cups going to be raised. elevated above the level of the green? If yeah. so, you can you can ram every five foot putt, ring it off yep. the uh, the elevated cup, and that counts. And Todd, if you miss, if you miss, you're done. Oh. Yeah, all of a sudden you're back to the T. Yeah. Shit, I'm going to be a good putter tomorrow. <laughs> back, back to Kyle's question. What I mean, what's everybody looking to put up? I mean, if I go if I go sub one ten, I'm going to be thrilled. I'd love to. If I go, 80. if I go sub eighty, I'm drinking tomorrow. Sub eighty. I'm yeah. gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with sub ninety five. Sub ninety five. Okay. So I'm gonna break seventy. Tomorrow. Fuck you. Just for you. I'm, no, you're not. I'm gonna go with the sub sandwich and probably. <laughs> <laughs> as long as I hit the ball over the red tees, then I'm fine. Then I'm Aren't you playing from the red tees? <laughs> I might have to tomorrow, man. Like, oh my god, I don't even know. Like, what time am I? What time am I golfing tomorrow? Uh, Five thirty p.m. It gets dark at six p.m. Yeah, so <laughs> or eight thirty. Or eight thirty. I'll be drunk by then. I'll be drunk by then for sure. <laughs> That's a good chance you could break par too. Then, <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like that we brought Ross on because I got somebody to compete with for the club's worst golfer. Oh wow, Thank that's you. a real compliment. Thank you. I know. <laughs> Wait, hey, welcome to the hey, welcome to the club. You can be the me. bag along with me, Todd. Ross, don't let these guys kid you. The honor of the worst golfer is something that does not come easily. I've had to work really, really hard to miss the ball. Are we going to have to get what? another trophy yeah. made? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, can we? That's the only way I'm getting it. If yeah, so, we Ross, could. Ross, I know a guy. I can give you lessons. Yeah. All right, man. It's this let guy in the red hat. Ah, oh, check out episode four. Are you, you talking about me, Kyle? <laughs> no, the backwards red hat. <laughs> My hat's black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, white socks, hey. black shoes, eh, Todd? Yeah, I, I'm going black socks tomorrow. Black socks, there black you shoes. Better. Yeah. I'll send you a picture of the drip. Let's do Let's see. I want to see that first tee shot. Yeah. You, you wait. I'm, I'm busting out whatever big bertha we used to call that M3. And uh, there you go. That's yeah, rip it. it. Baby cut over that over that right corner on the first tee. I think. Well, for for me, it's just I, I'm. It's just golf tomorrow. Um, dinner with the fam. Sunday is a write off with the weather. Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Monday. It's it's a write off. So yeah, I got a tee time Monday, but I'm not Sunday. Too Sunday, watch the match, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Rory. Yeah, exactly. Rory DJ versus Wolf and Ricky. I don't know. I think it's going to be a pretty cool match played at Seminole. It's the first time this golf course is going to be on TV. Really? So like this, apparently this course is unreal. Um, they were supposed to have the Walker cup this year. Um, but, um, because of COVID-19, obviously they, uh, they couldn't. So this is the first, this would be the first, uh, time this golf course is on, um, on tv live tv so it should be interesting it should be interesting to see how the broad the, the broadcast goes but i think um justin thomas and amanda yeah. and amanda are going to be on course yeah mike so, tarico is going to be commentating from his home in michigan yeah so i think the the on course with uh jt might spice it up a bit because mm-hmm. he's buddies with all those guys so he might chirp you know if they hit a bad shot or any of that right well, i hope so isn't that the idea of it I would, yeah, I think so. Right. Yeah, I'd like to see them take it to the the new kid, Matt Wolf, a little bit. See where did, yeah. him, so him while we're it. talking about the people that are playing, where the heck did these groups come from? Because is it just me or is this ridiculously favored in one direction? Well, they're all tailor made players. Okay, but Matt um, Wolf and Ricky Fowler, come on. Well, yeah. what do you mean they're they're both PGA Tour? They're all PGA Tour guys, but. What do you have against the man in orange and Matt? Yeah, Wolf? yeah, I understand that. We're all golfers. That doesn't mean that we're all <laughs> no, the same level. They are PGA Tour players. Okay, I understand that, but we're still comparing apples and oranges. Ricky and Matt Wolf are not on the level of your boy Rory McIlroy and DJ. Come on. I, I I'm taking um, Rory and Matt Wolf over DJ and Rory. I think they're going to bond better and. I got 25 bucks on that right now. Oh, I'll take, take it. Why? Because take you, that, you got the that. teams wrong or what? I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Done. Well, Daryl's got I'll Rory on both his teams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got DJ My kind of and guy. Rory. He's uh, got Matt Wolf and Ricky. Right. Um, right. I think people are underestimating Matt Wolf because they haven't seen much of him. He is He's talking about he won player. last year. Everybody knows who he is. Oh, they know who he is, but they haven't seen much of him in comparison to a DJ and a Rory. Um, but the guy generates some speed. Like, he hits it out there at the same distance as DJ, same distance as Rory. Um, and Ricky is one hell of a putter. Don't get me wrong. I'm Rory and DJ all day, but I, don't, I think it's going to be a little bit closer than we all think, for sure. Uh, Especially right. at that golf course. That golf, that golf course is tough, and, like, if, you, if you've been following any of the news to it or whatever – um Ben Hogan once said that like if you can play at Seminole you can say you can play anywhere it's one of those courses that you go there and you look at it and it, it doesn't look all that scary and you think I'm gonna go low today um and then you add your score up at the end of the round and you're like shit that course was hard so that's every round um, of golf I play <laughs> yeah me too 
<laughs> I feel that in my soul. So, <laughs> well, I'm pretty confident that Daryl just bought me a new dozen noodles because there's there's no way <laughs> Matt Wolf and Ricky are pulling. They still this sell out. those. What are you talking about? That's my go-to ball. Not a boy. Long and soft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think it's about time we brought on our guests. Um, everybody, welcome Nolan Piazza, uh, junior local junior golfer from around the area. What's up, Nolan? Hey, Nolan. Nolan, uh, welcome. Welcome to the What's for Breakfast Club podcast. Um, a little background on you. You're from Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. Student at Ann Meyer Secondary School, graduating 2021, world amateur ranking of 31.23 out of 6,579th. And if you want to break that down into Canadian golfers, it's uh, 78th out of 259. Uh, so that's pretty good. That's something to go by. Um, you got five top tens, two wins, and uh, you typically sport one stellar bucket hat. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the group. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. Um, so during, during this quarantine, what are some things you're doing to keep the game strong and stay in shape uh, physically? Uh, I, got a, I have a net in my backyard, so me and my dad sort of hit balls into that when we can when it's been raining recently so not too much practice outside but I've got a putting green in my basement and I have an extra piece of turf that I like chip off of and so I've been working on putting and chipping and really anything that I can while we've just been sitting around waiting for all these courses to open and I've I like to say I worked out a lot but I would say for everyone that I probably haven't <laughs> I've, I've done what I think is beneficial for me and so I've done some half decent work and working out but I definitely need to get stronger. Nice. Um, where'd you get the putting green? What's the stimp on that bad boy? <laughs> it's slow. I don't know where. <laughs> right. I mean you're just trying to keep the the stroke on plane I guess. It's not so many. There's so much you're putting it in the hole but to keep everything in the muscle memory. Yeah. How many ball? How many balls are you hit in a day? Um, large bucket or like significant amount? Yeah, significant amount. I've got I have ninety balls that fit in like the bucket that I use, and I probably go through that a few times a day. So, um, what does a typical practice round or practice routine look like? Um, you've been recording on YouTube like six thirty in the morning. Um, is that an everyday thing? Are you always up that early, or is that? Definitely not. That no? was just that day I just didn't go to bed because I knew it was going to be nice the next day. And I've been waking up at like 12, 1 o'clock every day. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to waste that day. And so I just stayed up all night and then went out there and practiced for a while. Nice. Well, that's dedication. Pulling an all-nighter just to get some practice in. What do your neighbors think of you whacking balls at 6.30 in the morning? <laughs> um, that was a one-time thing. So if it, it would have been... If it would have been a few times I might have heard something and I definitely stayed away from the clubs that would make the most noise. All right, Nolan. So obviously, you know, before all this COVID-19 shit happened, um, what was your schedule looking like golf-wise for the upcoming season? Um, I had a few. It was mostly in the States. I was going to play some, some smaller events in 
March and beginning of May just to get warmed up. And then I was, I was planning on going down to um, East Aurora in Buffalo and play the International Junior Masters there. Yep. The, uh, the North South Junior at Pinehurst Resort was that was supposed to happen. That's still supposedly planning on happening. I don't know if the border is going to be open for the first week of July. Okay. Just like a U.S. Junior Amateur qualifier, and that was that was really. Those were the big ones. There was some. There was some smaller. Like I was going to try and qualify for the Ontario Mid-Am, but that was that was really it. Yeah. Um. Obviously, the East Aurora one is that the first time you've played in it, or is that a few times you played in that? Um. This would have been my fourth year playing in it. I started playing it when I was thirteen years old, and it's actually a tournament for fifteen and up. But they made an exception my first year when I was thirteen, so that was good. Wow. I've, uh, I've heard great things about that tournament, obviously. Um, did you ever think about getting into the Porter Cup anytime or no? Uh, yeah, I played the, the, I played the qualifier last year. I didn't play well. I shot 75 and missed by a few shots, but. Yeah, 75 um, though at that golf course. It's pretty good. I hate when I don't play well and only shoot 75. Just awful. Sorry, my life. Awful. We're talking. We're talking nine holes, right? Todd won't even sniff that number. That's a tough track, though. Todd might. Uh, well, he's definitely getting two shots a hole. No doubt. No That's doubt. That's a handicap tournament, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how long? How long have you been playing for, Nolan? Um, like, when did you kind of start? getting into the game yeah i started going to the range with my dad when i was i would say around four or five and so we kind of just that was just down at eagle valley it's just down the street from my house so we did that for a while and then i got a little more serious and i got into tournaments when i was eight years old is when i started did okay the U, did the u.s kids tour the niagara tour and i've just been i just loved it ever since i've just been trying to grow and do the best that i can recently mm-hmm any um, favorite memory these past uh, few tournaments? Obviously, I know you competed in the U.S. Junior, um, but any anything favorable that you uh, stands out in your career so far? Um, I would say the U.S. Junior is is the big point in my career. That was the way that we got treated that week was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe the experience that I had the opportunity to be a part of and it was just a ton of fun playing Pioneers number two in the north and south junior was also a lot of fun I, I guess I would say it's a really mm-hmm. tough course and so I didn't play my greatest but it was still fun to play a course with that much history now what was it like you know comparing your skill level to like when you were at the U.S. junior like I can just imagine how nasty those guys are yeah, they're they're really good. the the two The two boys I played with, they were I, I would say we were all around the same skill level, so it wasn't like I was being beat down in my own group. Right. It was the rough was like four and a half inches long, and they had pins like three feet from edges and stuff. Like it was they the USGA made it as possible, and to see boys go four under in the show place to be medalists was just I couldn't believe it. That's that's unreal. All right, so uh, Nolan, I'm Bryce. I want to get into a little bit about how you approach a round of golf because uh, we stink, so any help we can get is <laughs> is welcome. 
Well, toxic. Um, so, well. Fort's <laughs> <laughs> taking oh, a beat. Todd. <laughs> a great um, so, it's okay, Todd. You'll get through it tomorrow, I promise. So how do you go about approaching a round of golf, whether it's with your friends, tournament play? Are you aggressive whenever you can be, or are you more patient and kind of wait for the golf course to bring you the opportunities rather than trying to make them yourself? Um, when I'm just playing at home at Cherry, I've kind of just got a, a relaxed mindset. I'm not, I hate to say I'm not too focused out there, but I'm not, it's not like I'm like trying to fire on all cylinders. Like obviously I want to play well, but I'm not taking the brain power I would normally for a round of tournament golf. We appreciate that. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that you're not on all cylinders and you're still kicking our ass. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that feels just great. So are you, are you more of an aggressive player or are you kind of patient and just kind of wait to see um, when the golf is going to give you your chances and just kind of try to par around until birdies present themselves? Or are you trying to make something at every shot? Uh, I would say it depends. It depends again if I'm just playing for fun or if I'm playing a tournament. I find when I'm playing for fun, it's more go after every flagstick. I don't really care if I make a bogey or double because I'm trying to make as many birdies as I can. But in tournaments, I definitely try to focus more on that side and knowing when to go up pins and knowing when it's a tucked pin and just to play to the fatter side of the green. Gotcha. What side of the green do you play to, Bryce? Um, whatever side the ball lands, Daryl. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> All right, Nolan. Um, so, like, how do you uh, pull yourself back into a round if things start going all wacky or you find just things aren't going your way? Like, there's a couple guys in our group that they decide to, like, throw clubs then they, or they don't talk to you. They get mad. I'm assuming you don't do that when you play. So, like, what, what brings you back into your mindset? Um, I guess just knowing that there's going to be opportunities. Like, if, especially if you get off to a rough start, like I would say the first four holes, you, you struggle a little bit. You know that you've still got 14 holes left to make something out of it. And you're never, like, especially in golf, you're, you're never out of it. Like, nothing is ever given to you. You've kind of got to get everything that you can out of a round. And so even just that one shot difference can make a huge difference, especially in playing in tournaments of fields of 156 guys, when one shot could be the difference between making a cut and missing a cut. Yeah. All right. So Nolan, uh, what, what type of coaches and like trainers are you working with? Like, let's say for golf, uh, are you working with any nutrition trainers? Is there any trainer that helps you with your mental game? And, like, how often would you meet with these trainers and work with uh, them? So my swing coach, his name is Scott Couts. He was, he was at Hamilton Golf and Country Club last year. He is now at Coke Woods. But he, I've been working with him since October of last year. And yeah. it's, been, it's been going really, really well. I feel like my swing is in a better spot than it has been in a long time. And so I'm just really, I was still really excited about the level of golf that I'll be playing this year. And yeah. fitness-wise, I go to... Brock University has a their own gym there called Brock Sports Performance, and they just bring in like elite athletes that train with their trainers. They have like travel hockey teams, travel basketball teams, and then individual athletes that go and train with their trainers. I go there about three times a week. Okay, hockey. cool. Um, what made you switch co uh, swing coaches? Uh, I just wasn't. I 
we just couldn't agree. Me and my last coach just couldn't agree on the direction that we wanted my swing to go. We it did. I used to be a big, big drawer to golf ball. I used to throw my arms really at it and just hit these high hooks. And so I went to him and for middle of the summer last year was really, really, it was really, really nice because I was syncing everything up and I was hitting this tiny fade. But then towards the end of the summer, it got to where I was just widening across it. Like I was trying to turn too hard to the left and trying to just make sure the ball faded and I wasn't throwing my hands at it. And so yep. that just, as soon as everything got out of sync, it just went bad really fast. And then we just couldn't really agree on what the next steps were. And so late in September, early October, I decided to get Scott to look at it. And it's been good ever since. So, Nolan, you said you played a high hook before, so you're telling me there's hope for me. I can actually fade the ball eventually? I didn't hear that from him at all. No, I definitely did not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> nope. I got a, I got a question on go. the switching of coaches. Okay. What does it take to switch coaches? Did you know who you wanted to go see, or did you kind of search and feel out a bunch of different coaches, and then you came to the one you're currently with? Um, I, I knew Scott because I knew some other boys that had worked with them and I had, I know that he works with Mackenzie Hughes and another two web.coms or Corn Ferry Tour players and some really good high-level college athletes. And so that was definitely tempting when looking and, you know, he's won, like, I, he's won, like, PGA Tour Canada, like, Coach of the Year awards and so it just made sense for me to... I thought that he would be the best fit for me. And I knew if it didn't work out like that, I would have had to keep searching, but it, we really clicked those first few lessons and that made everything a lot easier. Good. I just wondered if it was like you had a list of like a bunch of resumes that you went through of coaches you wanted to work with and it just, you found the fit or you had your sights on something and went after a certain guy. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I definitely, definitely knew Scott before, before I made that decision. And I knew that was where I, get my game to the next level and get my swing where I wanted to, I felt that he was going to be able to help me the most. All right, Nolan, um, Ross here. So um, you're in high school right now, but you're looking ahead to uh, post-secondary education. So can you tell me a little bit about what's involved in the process of uh, acquiring a golf scholarship in, in, in college or university or what's, yeah. what, what schools you might be looking at? Um, I can't really disclose the information of the school names, but I will say there's a few, there's definitely a few that I've been in constant talk with. And I would say that the, the process that goes behind that is really just starting in grade, summer after grade 10 is now the new rule. You can start contacting coaches and coaches can start um, like responding to emails and texts and direct messages and stuff. And so that's kind of where it, like obviously you can before that you can call coaches on the phone if they answer you can talk to them but they can't call you they can't initiate any of the contact and so I guess the beginning of getting a grade 11 is when you really start amping up your conversations with these coaches and hoping that you can narrow down your list of say you're say you send out emails to 30 or 40 universities if you can get it down to a good list of I'd say eight or ten and then explore your options from there. I would say that that's probably the way that most people do it. And then headed into the summer before your senior year is probably when you want to play your 
best golf. That's when kids are going to be getting offers and coaches are going to be making some final decisions. But this COVID-19 has kind of scrambled everything up. Nobody really knows about 2021 athletics. Nobody knows about, like, some kids are already committed, but there's a lot of coaches that still don't know if tournaments are going to be happening this year, like if they're going to recruit. But it's all kind of up in the air at the moment. Right. Yeah, it's uh, definitely uncertain times there. Um, so would you say it's almost, uh, depending on your skill level, is it almost like a combination of being headhunted or do you kind of have to go after um, the the opportunities that are there? I would say that going, the best way to do it is probably going after opportunities yourself, like taking the initiative to send those emails. Like some coaches will find you on like, uh, junior golf scoreboards are really good one. They rank junior golf players, and so coaches go through that and they and like find your email and they can email you that way. There's other like recruiting like sites that people use where you can hire somebody to like contact coaches for you. But I would say that just e sending, taking the initiative and emailing them is probably the best way to like talk to as many coaches as you can because not not a lot of coaches are going to come knocking on your door if you're not like making that first contact. Right. You got to do some of the like work yourself basically. Yeah. Good idea. All right. Nolan, tell me about a, uh, tell me about like your career round. One of those rounds where it doesn't really matter what you do. Everything's just working for you. Um, are you talking tournament-wise or just when? Really could be anything. Like you, you were saying earlier that like when you're practicing, you like to flag hunt. So whether it be tournament round or, or practice round, like I said, just one of, the, one of those rounds where you, you just can't miss. Um, so I would say non-tournament, it was last summer at no point. I, I just, I was playing well going, going into it. I was just playing with um, two friends, Luke and Ryan Dick, and we were playing with an old Buffalo Sabres player. I don't, I don't remember his name. And I was playing well going into it, and I know Lookout's a really tough course with those greens. Like, all the putts were falling. I was hitting fairways, and my irons were really well, going really well. So I shot 67, which is 500 out there from the tips. Come on. And that's been my best round so far. That's all right. So do you have, kind of have a soft spot for those uh, those courses after shooting the lights out there? Or uh, or do you got some other favorite courses? Like we just finished doing our Dream 18. So tell me about uh, some of your favorite courses. Um, I would say uh, my favorite course is um, the Copperhead course at Ennisbrook. I've oh, yeah. been I've been to the tournament there a few tournaments there the last few Christmas breaks and it's just one of my favorite courses. I find that there's just not one bad not one bad hole out there. I saw that I think it was Kyle that shows hole number two, which is probably the most boring par four out there. <laughs> I think that was Jesse. Some someone picked hole number two and it's probably the most boring par four out there. But <laughs> that was amazing. That, that wasn't me. <laughs> it is what it is. I liked it. <laughs> I would say, yeah, that's that one I really enjoyed. Piners number two, and obviously yeah. the Nuts Club last year for the U.S. Junior. So does that course just kind of suit your eye, or, or uh, do you traditionally play well there? 
uh, Alfred. Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, the first few years we were playing like 7,000 yards and I was only 14 and 15. So I was, I liked the look of it. I was still struggling a little bit with the distance component because everybody's like 17, 18 years old. But this year I was, I was heading a lot farther than the year prior. And so I felt that this year the course really set up for the, the ball fight that I was playing, the high draw and just everything sort of clicked that first tournament I played over Christmas break. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your favorite club in the bag. Like, do you have a club that you specifically trying to almost put yourself in situations to hit? Maybe you're seven iron distance out, but you like hitting an eight. So you kind of hit an eight a little harder or what's your favorite club in the bag? For instance, um, I'm really good from a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, heard, if you don't know what Dave's talking about, go check out. I think it's episode three. My favorite club is my 60 degree for sure. Anywhere 70 yards and in, that's the only club I'll use. That's It's definitely not a good thing. I've tried experimenting, practicing with other clubs like bump and runs and stuff, but it just, it's not the way that I like to play. It's always been, when I was growing up, I had a 56 that I just used for like four years until it was like, I physically couldn't use it anymore. It was way too small. And then it's just been, 60 degree every every new set i get 60 degree always stays the same that's just my favorite by far how long does your 60 degree last you you wear the grooves out in it pretty quick and swap it out or, or what do you do uh, yeah i would say that i get a new one every four or five months so it's right. not i don't spin it too too much to begin with so it's, it's not like i need new grooves every every six weeks it's not like i'm going for new groups because i need to get that extra spin but I find that four or five months is what I need to last me. Hmm. Boy, I hope my wife listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. So Nolan, Jesse here. Um, are you like, can you drive yourself to the course or do you take your Schwinn? Um, my dad <laughs> would you, would you say Nolan? Jesse's mom drops you off. <laughs> uh, that's pretty rude. At least I know who my mom is. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. That hurts. This is getting Whoa. out of hand. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's deep. Might, that, see, that's, a might uh, see a tear. Might see a tear. Might see a tear. For the record, you know, I, for the record, you know, I, I, love do you, know, I do know who my mother is. I've adopted. Anyway. Okay. Nolan, it's quite irrelevant that we're a bunch of mid to high handicappers. Um, what's it like to play against the top juniors in the country? Obviously, our weekend wagers aren't in anything in comparison. But uh, we seem to quiver over those drives or short putts. Um, give us something from your insight. Um, it's, it can be nerve-wracking playing against, like, especially when I was at the U.S. Junior. Just their presence for me was I like I hadn't played tournaments with like the, like with anybody in the top ten in the junior golf rankings, and everybody in the top hundred was there, and so it was really nerve-wracking to see that everybody was super super good and that I need to play my best to have 
any chance of competing with these boys, but it is fun. It's the, the challenge of having to play my best and like to match them was definitely going through my mind that week. Um, Nolan, who is your favorite PGA Tour player and why is it Rory McIlroy? It's definitely not Rory McIlroy. Oh, come on. Okay, we got to cut his audio. He's out. He's off the pod. <laughs> this, is, this is a Rory podcast. Is it Ricky Fowler? I think he said yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I no audio. No, no audio nice. at all. <laughs> I think I can read lips. I think he said yes. I think he said I love Ricky Fowler. (laughs) Loves Ricky Fowler, yep. Okay, Nolan, before we wrap it up, um, tell us a little bit about Pinehurst. You you said you've been there. You played. Yeah, it's it's really hard, especially Pinehurst. I couldn't – I can't describe how demanding it is off the tee. There were fairways that were 20 yards wide, and you think, okay, you missed a fairway, you're just in the rough. But it's in like it's in bunkers with like wispy bushes that are that are probably only a foot tall, but they wrap around the hosel of the club, and the ball just goes everywhere out of them. Like it's it's so hard to to control it, even even trying to hold greens because they're all like turtleback greens. It was just I was that's the most I've had to think in one round, and I still didn't play well. Just, just absolutely drained before you, you know, obviously finish. I gotta assume somewhere near the end, but just it mentally beats you up. For sure, it it you have to think about every certain scenario. There's so many different shots you can hit, and me just liking to lob the sixty was definitely not the play around pioneers number two. Awesome. Well, it's a trip we definitely all want to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Class. Nolan, thanks for thanks for joining us. This was a this was a blast. Um, yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Our audio was a little weak this week, but however, quarantine does that when we can't all get together in the same room and have to use the World Wide Web. But mm-hmm. uh, definitely, you're a good sport about it. Um, what's uh, tell everybody your your Instagram handle where they can find you, follow you, maybe get some tips. N underscore Piazza nine. Cool. And we're at Breakfast Club Golf. That's our Instagram, so you can find us. We'll put a link up as well to him. And uh, have a good week, as Todd would say. Four. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't have to yell at it. Doesn't go that far. Thanks, thanks, Nolan. Good luck on the course this weekend. Thanks, yeah, Nolan. Good luck, buddy. See you, Nolan. Thanks a lot, dude. It was make a sure you take their hey, make sure you take these guys, uh, take their money, eh? Every time you play with them. All right, looking forward to tomorrow's morning round. Um, Jesse and I teeing off at eleven fifteen. Take a look at Instagram. I'm sure there'll be plenty of pictures up um, at Breakfast Club Golf. I I I I'm calling a one oh eight. I'm going one oh eight. Beating last year's first round by by nine shots. Jesse, what do you got? I'm going 95. 95. I'm going to be happy with a 95. Boys, where you got, what are you shooting at, Cherry? I'm in for a 78. Okay. I don't, I don't beat you if you shoot a 78, Daryl. Well, listen. What did you say you're going to shoot? <laughs> 108. I'll stick with my 78. Oh.
<laughs> Tomorrow, um, I think if uh, everything goes well, I would be happy with like an 83. If I can fire an 83 or lower, I would be pumped. I want a picture of that scorecard. It's all yours. I'll post it. Okay. IG. I'll say I'll say under 79. I'll be happy. But hey, if we get under 70. Mm-mm. You got a hundred bucks. Oh. Yeah. And we'll get that crisp hundred dollar bill from from Todd. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am uh, I'm at eight thirty. I'm not as optimistic. I'm gonna say eighty-seven or less. And that that really banks hard on not losing fifteen golf balls. <laughs> <laughs> a little crooked early in the year. It's usually a little crooked early uh. in the year. So Ross, on our little nine hole adventure at five thirty PM, what do you think you're gonna fire? Here's a better question. What do you think I'm going to fire? Oof. 55. I'm going to say a four. 55? 55. Because I'm going 108, which means I beat you. All right. This is just nine <laughs> holes, right? Yeah. I, I'm going to think he fires a 47. No. Yeah, I say he keeps Ooh. it under 48. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll confer with that. I, I'll see what I can do. Todd, I think you're going to be the worst of the day. Sorry, Stephen Hawking, I missed that. <laughs> All right. Well, I can't. I mean, I can't wait to hit the links tomorrow morning. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Let's yeah, I can't wait. Go. I can't we're, wait. We're a month behind. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, Maybe. boys. Well, right. if you want to, uh, if you want to follow us on our uh, on our golf escapade tomorrow, check out the Instagram at Breakfast Club Golf. Um, while you're there, shoot us a message, anything, any questions you got, something you want to hear, or you can fire us an email as well. You can uh, find us at breakfastclub.golfpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot us anything, questions, answer, uh, comments, requests for content, anything. Find us there. But until uh, next week, boys, this time we'll actually see you on the first tee.